All the latest news, views and reaction to the A-League, the Socceroos and Australian football. This is 442FM. for tuning back in to 442 FM. I am your host, Adam Jackson. A bumper issue this week. Uh, we are talking about A-League transfers, Oli Roos. Um, and with me, I have a man who is subject of being tempted out of retirement to join the Mariners. It's Kevin Hez. <laughs> Only if they put on a special bay for me. <laughs> the Kevin Hez bay. Um, on my right, he's been subject to a $2 million bid from a Saudi Arabian club. But we said no, because we want to keep him. That's Tom right. Stamacostas. Thanks, um, thanks for paying my, my wages. Um, wages? <laughs> wages, what? Um, what? My salary. And, uh, yeah, it's good to be back. And um, I like the lifestyle much better here than Saudi Arabia. <laughs> put your career before money. Always put your career before money. And, uh, and a man that has been bought by Manchester City but loaned back to 442, it's John Davidson. <laughs> Good evening. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Right then. Should we, should, should we have... Seeing as though we started transfers, let's let's jump straight yeah. into to transfers. Obviously, we the reference of, um, uh, of Kev's intro is all around... Um, the Spaniard that's just arrived, been tempted out of retirement to join uh, Central Coast Mariners, Luis Garcia. Well, what do we think? It was an interesting and unexpected move. I think it's probably yep. the uh, the kindest way of putting it. Um, it could work out, could be hugely successful. Um, it will certainly get more bums in the seats at the Mariners, without a doubt. People are going to be making the trip up to Gosford. And I suspect it will also have the ADP and Robbie Fowler effect of bringing in a lot more fans to away games as well for a look at them. Um, in terms of football, though, he's last played for Kolkata in the Indian Retirement League in <laughs> July 2014. So we're only looking at 18 months without a game. That's all right. And so, although he did win the, the the IPL or ISL, whatever, Indian Super League with uh, with Atletico Kolkata. So uh, that's, that's, that's not bad on a CV, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, 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 forget about the uh, the European success. It's all about the IPL. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You've won a Champions League and you came runner up in another, but you've won the Indian Super League. And the Mariners, um, I think last season they said, or the season before they said they have a new scouting system, and it must be working because the way uh, Garcia was making Hayden Fox look a bit silly mm-hmm. um, during the Socceroos uh, Liverpool Legends game and. What's worth all the money? I mean, Hayden Fox is still quality um, mm. on the bench. With uh, is he? Um, where is he these days? Is, is he still? I haven't seen him for a while, actually. No, no he's, at, he's at the Wanderers. I mean, yeah. I think Hayden Fox used to make himself look silly with what he wore at yeah. the City with the, the hat and the, the shorts, the bicycle outfit. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's right. Dougie's been asked by Popper to tone it down. Dougie's, but I think it's the delivery. first time he's played a. F- a game and not be injured in the first 15 minutes. Um, but I think that, like, if that's if that's how you rate someone on how they go against the Socceroos legends, then... I, I, I reckon I could probably get a game for the Mariners anytime, <laughs> any day. You're coaching Perth Glory, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I can dance better than that. Not much better, but a bit better than that. Um, do we... Do we think this this could be a bit of a, a blueprint going forward for some of the struggling teams? You know, the Mariners aren't going to make finals. But it's going to be it's going to be pretty hard for them to to make it no, now. No. So is this just a way of going? Actually, we're not going to make finals football. Come on, fans, still come out and watch us. With it's going to I th- be. I think you know this is their plan, obviously, to avoid relegation. Oh wait, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's you know it. It's what they've been about all season: entertainment, make the fans have, give the fans something to watch that's interesting. And it may not end in victory, but you know, at least you've uh, got your money's worth in terms of entertainment. Mm. I, I think that every A League club should sign 
a, a member of the Liverpool Legends team. And then <laughs> you should be assigned not, one at the start of the season. Let's just not stop there. Let's just pick all the big teams and just make all the A League a Legends League. Just keep. Yeah. I mean, we've got forty thousand people. There would be the, the football would be atrocious, but the crowds would be massive. Yeah. And the interest would be out of this world. That I mean, um, interviewing. Uh, semi-retired footballers mm. that, you know, d- did something 15 no, years ago. No, he's not semi-retired. He is actually officially retired. retired. Right, so. <laughs> By your tone there, Con, uh, I'm going to read into this a little bit, <laughs> sensing a hint of sarcasm. Um, do, you think this sarcasm. Is, do you think this is damaging the credibility of the league? Or? Um, it depends how he goes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And fr- from that game, he looked all right. Even though oh, I made it's fun a of him, Drews, you know. even though yeah. I, made, I did make fun of him, like it was, but he looked fitter than a, a lot of the other players. I had an twelve-year-old uh, dog at one stage that probably would have performed pretty well on that field. I can see him dribbling past the, everybody that was on there. Well, he still, he still got his all, all his hair. Still looks pretty slim. Yeah, you would have uh, I mean, yeah, we have got that, that. He's not looking like Foster or Steve Corica, so <laughs> he looks about ten years younger than Carney. And he's, he's right. going all right. <laughs> but, um, all right then. If so. David Carney is streaking through the middle of the field with no one around him, what's Garcia going to do? Um, let's just let, let's just clarify. Streaking, he oh, wasn't wait. moved, was he? He didn't no, run no, off no. the bench and, and strip down. Ginger nuts. Oh, <laughs> Ginger no. nuts. All right then. Um, other big... Transfer news and oh, sorry, just yep. one other thing on the the Louis Garcia coming up and the Liverpool Bay that's being set aside. There was a, a huge backlash against that uh, amongst the, the uh, Liverpool Bay Twitterati uh, and the the Liverpool fans getting excited about going up to Gosford. There was a, a backlash against that on Twitter last night, and I think that's really quite elite hipsterism for the A League. Mm. We need fans of every persuasion. We get fed up with uh, the Euro snobs not coming out yeah. when they do get invited, when they do have something to come and they get excited about going to an A-League match, where you go, oh no, oh no, set up roadblocks, oh no, no, this is terrible. Set up roadblocks? Get Jesus over yourselves. Christ. Just a point on the Mariners crowd too, I mean, they they didn't have big crowds when they won the competition under Arnie, so exactly. you know, they've got to do something different. Yeah. Uh, you know, winning games isn't going to get necessarily get crowds there so they're going to do something different so hopefully this has that impact at least yeah definitely we need more people coming to matches Mariners especially need more people coming to matches and if Luis Garcia gets them through the door great and what about John Anarisa someone was asking him on Twitter if he is going to join Garcia um, he didn't really reply, but uh, well, Tony Pinata asked Ian Rush what he was doing for the next, <laughs> the next <laughs> weeks, which was which is the irony. And then like two days later, Luis Garcia was. was <laughs> and I was like, is this is this still a joke? Or is it- Graham Arnold's asking Stephen Gerrard at the press conference what he was doing after the game as well. So yeah. I think everyone was asking everyone. It's, it's funny, you know, but <laughs> ten ten years ago, or so Edo came up with Ed Norman, uh, our former online writer and former magazine editor, came up with the, the idea of having a, a draft camp where NPL clubs all came together and brought the youngsters, budding youngsters, and we had a tournament in Sydney or something over the space of a couple of weeks where, you know, there was a, a cup up for grabs, but basically this was A-League clubs getting the chance to see oh, really? young players in action mm. uh, with a view to snapping them up. And I still think that's a great idea. Mm. But I think we've also we've gone to the other extreme, and yeah. we've had the Legend Ruse map uh, game as our, our new draft camp for uh, retired, cro- slightly creaky marquees. Actually, I've got another question on this, and I, and I don't really know the, know the answer because I'm not a Liverpool fan. Is is Luis Garcia a big enough draw for Liverpool fans just to turn up and watch a, a game that would not normally go and watch A League? I think he probably is, to be honest. You know, he, he played. He played a few seasons there. Now I think he maybe played four seasons, won the Champions League. So there's, uh, there was the phantom goal, or was it the ghost goal that yeah, he scored yeah. against Chelsea? That, that that's kind of put him in, um, you know, Chelsea, uh, Liverpool folklore. But I, 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 I don't he's, really he's, know. He's part and parcel of the golden age of Liverpool. You know, the, the, most, well, recent, the most recent, the most recent one, yeah. golden age of Liverpool. It's like at the weekend. 
when the United Liverpool match was on, somebody tweeted the point that remember those days when uh, Liverpool fielded Gerard, Alonso, and Mascherano, mm. and uh, United had Ronaldo, Tevez, and Rooney, yeah. uh, and that was a match, mm. and this weekend wasn't. Garcia's that part- Sunday's game was shot. It was, yeah, but Garcia was part of that that era mm-hmm. uh, and I think you know the Liverpool fans especially at the moment probably keen to grab yeah. hold of that kind of nostalgia and anything connected with it and it also makes me think imagine if Fowler was in Sydney or Melbourne instead of at North Queensland Fury and, and Glory what mm. what would if, they, if they've got a bay for Garcia at the Mariners mm. what would have Robbie Fowler done yeah. in those two markets certainly I mean mm. you know we talked last weekend just about the effect that Robbie Fowler had and you know away games uh certainly brought in more than he brought mm-hmm. in at North Queensland Fury uh, but I think the FFA chipped in for that one I don't think the FFA are chipping in for this one it's all locally funded yeah. local oh, sponsors really? I, but, yeah, I believe the, yeah, the sponsors have chipped in as well but um, because at the FFA um, Mariners went to them recently to, for Samras as well mm. didn't they and, and the FFA said no they're not, they weren't going to help fund it or anything um, Samras or Garcia? Oh, I think Garcia's bigger I, than Samaras. I, I, I think right? that's a better, yeah. Yeah. Uh, better signing for me. For Gosford from Melbourne, I would have been on M- to... Melbourne, Samaras, maybe. Samaras, yeah. like a shot. But no no Greeks are leaving Elwood to watch <laughs> Samaras play at the Central Coast. Traffic's <laughs> 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 too bad, Con. What's mm-hmm. that? Traffic. traffic too bad. Oh, yeah, it's plus Sunday, they're at church. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get us that cleft corn. That's enough transfer news. I think we'll maybe, we'll maybe come back to it if we've got a bit more, more time at the end. Friday night, Melbourne team, as we we're just talking about them. Uh, victory got back on track. The champions returned to winning ways. 4 0 demolition of Brisbane Raw. Um, John. Were you, uh, were, you, were you keeping a close eye on this? Any uh, any standout performer that you, you think's kind of galvanised this uh, resurgence? I think um, Barbarossas has, has just been brilliant, um, particularly in this game, but, but you know, the, last, the last few rounds as well. And I was quite surprised, because um, I, do, I do really rate the Raw this season. I know they obviously seen a couple of players on Oli, Oli Roos duty, but yeah. um, they were just non-existent. Um, it was complete... Uh, smashing, you know. Um, so fair play to, to the victory to to get back to form in um, you know such dramatic fashion. Uh, Aloisi came out after the game and uh, and was very much heaping the praise onto victory rather than pointing at his own his own squad, which that might be a a, a protection um, issue, um, saying how victory were ruthless. But the raw were pretty poor, Con. I don't know what happened. How did how do you just cop four goals when you're leading the competition? Mm. And I think more importantly is how they didn't score. And, yeah, and you just don't have any shots on goal. And I don't understand how does that. And and the players that they lost to the Oli Roos. I mean, is that a is that a thing now? Like McLaren and Barello are the are the raw. Without them, they can't function. Is that and Donashi and well. and but Donashi hasn't really been playing, has he? He hasn't really no, been he's regular. Not Maybe the team just missed his ponytail hairstyle. <laughs> that man bun. He does actually, he reminds me of a Scottish suburban team from the 70s, team player from the 70s. You know, he would fit straight into Partick yeah. Thistle about 1978. What was, it, what was he called? Um, oh, I can't remember his name. He, he came down, he played for, he played for Rangers for, for years and then came down and played at, at Blackburn for one season and he was terrible. Long ponytail. Um, Peacock, Gavin Peacock. Was it Gavin Peacock? Don't remember. Oh, what is it? Anyway, sorry. Um, well, it's not like he looks like he wants to be an extra in Rob Roy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stick him in a kilt. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that is the, the what it boils down to. With, uh, with no McLaren and no Barella mm. there. And annoyingly, and no, I keep banging on about this, but honestly, under those circumstances, I was convinced that Kloop was going to get a start. Yeah, yeah. He brought in, and he wasn't. And I just don't, genuinely don't understand that. I think he didn't start with Lustiger. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He he started on the bench. I think I reckon Lustiger is going to be leaving. There's like, there's 11 players leaving the, not leaving, 11 players out of contract at the end of the season. And I reckon after not being paid, um, after being paid late and all these dramas, I reckon. 
maybe half of them would be leaving. So mm. maybe that's got something to do with it as well. Yeah, I, th- I, I think there may be something on the go with Lustica. I just get the impression that, yeah, we had an interview request for him turned down, didn't we, Johnny? So I can't be blamed for causing that loss. <laughs> um, but no, I think um, I think Listica, he, had, he had some interest uh, this one last year uh, from Europe. Um, obviously, stayed at the club, um, and I think you know he's, he's still quite young, and he's obviously played in Croatia before, so he's got ambitions to, to go back. So um, I think he's been playing quite well this season as well, and it's got a lot of potential. So I wouldn't be surprised if if he moves overseas, let alone to another club. Yeah, but yeah, I think without uh, McLaren or Barella, the Roar really are emasculated in attack. Uh, clearly, I mean, one shot and target from sixty-one percent yeah. possession. Uh, and Solzano really hasn't been figuring much either this season, has he? He's the, yeah. Well, he started with an injury, didn't he? He started the season with. Uh, he's, I don't know. Clearly not even on the bench. What is going on, Kevin? As his agent, you should be very unhappy. I am. I am, and I'm not making any secret of it either anymore. You know. <laughs> I've, I've put diplomacy out the window. I think now. you've got to stop talking about him and use reverse psychology. Yeah, maybe just forget about just for, just yeah. for a couple of episodes. Yeah. See what happens. Aloisi wouldn't dare play Cleet. Let's see how it goes. Newcastle tried to sign Cleet, didn't they? And they got knocked back. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they need him for. They say they need him for depth. But I mean, that's just so selfish. Yeah, uh, depth in NYL. Depth and not play him. You know. Mm. They need him to yeah. captain the NYL squad. Jeez, give us a break. Um, talking of a, a, break. a young player that's uh, that impressed them in, in that game, though, um, Stefan Negro. 19-year-old. That's racist, dude. That's... <laughs> uh, no, he was good. Uh, a Meg on Broish. Meg on um, Mackay. Flicked the ball over Broish's head and, ra- and ran round. You know, if this is a, his debut and he's, uh, he's coming in right back. If this was like a South American league... And he did that to establish players. They yeah. would have crunched him. <laughs> Absolutely crunched him. To do that to two guys like that, no respect at all. And no. I applaud <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> um, he was great. I really liked the mm-hmm. look of him. If he can continue that um, that kind of action, and just his little touches and stuff as well, he's buzzing like a little... He's really confident. Apparently, um, he put too much effort in um, uh, Muscat came out and, and said that he was feeling a little bit lightheaded at half-time, so he only he only lasted another 10, 15 minutes into that second half. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, that, that's what you've got to do to impress. And, and he did. And he did. He, he, to say he only played 60-odd 60, 60 minutes, managed two nutmegs, flicked the ball over his head. But I, I, I think he's a midfielder by trade, but he's kind of stepped back into that right-back slot. But he didn't look out of place, although, you know, Raw didn't really put them under too much pressure, really, no. did they? they he, he was... A lot of his... Uh, kind of the time on the ball or was was spent with it and attacking so hmm, no exciting well I hope you can continue because a lot of players they the young players they do they, they come in and they just there's a they you know like this make a huge impression and make a mm. huge impression and then they just fade away because psyched um, Andrew Naboo is another yeah he was another player victory. who looked like the yeah. biz for all of one game and then never heard now playing in Malaysia's second division yep yeah. mm. yeah. Along with a whole load of other Aussies in that, that same team. Quite made it. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with that Malaysia business. It's Gary, Gary Phillips. Yeah. Is it really Cha-Ching, even second division? Second division Malaysia, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of lot of money in Malaysian football. Um, probably a lot more than the A-League uh, comparative for what spot at the straight. Even at, even at that tier? It, it really surprises me. Like, I think... Uh, sorry, John. Uh, they... Uh, Yep. They they only get like fifteen thousand going and watching their national team play, so how how do they? Uh, where's the money coming where, from? Where's where's that money? Where's the? There must be a but bigger fan I base think, going and watching. I think the national team's quite poor, but for some of the club games, I think I know the Malaysian Cup final that Robbie Cornsby played in. They got eighty thousand to that game. Right, like some of the bigger clubs actually get really big crowds. Okay, well, that's fair enough then. And actually, if you're an Australian player with Malaysian heritage, like um, Brennan Gann and uh, Matt Davies, you can play for Malaysia. So mm. there you go. he's half Malaysian, half giraffe, isn't he? <laughs> Matt Davies, <laughs> no Brendan Gann. Oh, Brendan Gann, <laughs> huge long neck. 
Let's move on. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You're having a giraffe. Uh, All right, okay. Saturday afternoon, Adelaide hosted the Central Coast Mariners, and um, it was 60, 60 minutes into the game, and it, and it was still nil nil. There'd been something like fifteen shots, two missed penalties, and I was like, "This is going to be the most exciting nil nil game that I've <laughs> that I've ever seen." Yeah, um, it, it was amazing, and then. Um, and then Craig Goodwin again, like he inspired, he inspired this win. Um, again, we we were very gushing on on him last week, um, and he deserves it again this week. I thought he was brilliant. I think we've earned our talent watchers badge for this year. Yeah, there's another one coming up as well. I picked out. <laughs> um, I missed the uh, the frustrating aspect of this game, and mm. just came in and came on in time for the goals. Uh, so I won Brilliant. basically. Yeah, I had a great time. It was good match. Great last last half hour. Um, pens, both both pens. Do you reckon? Uh, to be honest, I didn't see that first well, fifteen minutes because I, I was yeah. travelling to the Wanderers game. Mm. But uh, I was definitely missed pens. <laughs> yeah. uh, just reaffirming the scoreline there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird, wasn't it? Let's I, just both miss. <laughs> yeah. Let's just see if we can miss. Yeah, no, it's, it's very sporting, that isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. missed the pen. We, we, we will as well. You know, just <laughs> evening, evening things up. Yeah, doing the refs' job for them. <laughs> um, Getting uh, yeah. an announcement of a major, major signing at halftime of a game has to be one of the most uniquely A League things ever. Yeah. That was yeah. just quite it's freaky. Never, it's never done, right? It's, I've, I've just never. I can only imagine there was a six o'clock embargo on it for some reason, possibly mm. to tie in with Europe, because that would be about nine a.m. Oh no, it wouldn't I think, actually. I think no. the interview with um, Tony Wormsley during the game was pretty good. He's like, I'm, I'm trying to focus on the game, but yes, it's a great signing. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was weird as well. Yeah, You're grabbing him at half time. Yeah, bizarre. Um, amazing news for Mariners, but but I've, I've still got another another half of football to play here. Can you, uh, Jesus, come back and speak to me afterwards? Did Ferreira celebrate when he scored? Did you? There was there, there, there was celebrations. Yeah, it was a sensational goal. That was yeah. crazy. Ferreira's goal was just so clinical mm. and focused. And I'm going to beat this bloke. I'm going to beat this bloke. And then I'm going to get it onto my left leg. Was it right, right foot. More, more right, right foot. Right foot, yeah. right foot. And then I'm going just, to nutmeg yeah. uh, oh, the defender. Beautiful. It's it was precision, just, wasn't it? He knew, he knew exactly what he wanted to do. And uh, and yeah. Just when you it. thought he'd get taken a touch too far, batter. No, yeah. I thought it was exceptional. I, I was at a pub in um, Parramatta when this happened with all Wanderers fans and Sydney fans. And then when the Mariners scored, all of a sudden, this chant starts coming through, like this chant went up and it was um, a bunch of Mariners fans make, uh, singing about bananas have you ever heard the bananas chant eat bananas but but bananas chew bananas <laughs> and I don't know what that was going on but I think it's that's a Mariners chant in right. the middle of Parramatta it was a weird experience mm. so um, Yellow Army related yeah, yeah it might have been but um, yeah it was really freaky. odd but uh, yeah so um, hmm. interesting um, Adley's goals were pretty good as well. Yeah, it has, it has to be said. There were four great goals. Yeah, they're starting to fire up Adelaide. Um, it's good to see. We need an, another strong team to uh, make things interesting. And uh, got, um, Amor is looking like a genius. Billy Love. I wouldn't go that far. No. But yeah, he's he's it's coming together at last. Um, we had tipped him to be the next manager to go. Yeah, it, I saw do, that. It, it doesn't actually look like it will be him. I so, th- who is going to be the next manager to go? Um, John, who's your money on? That's a that's a really tough one. I think um, probably well, maybe Kenny Kenny Lowe. I mean, sorry, oh, yeah. Kenes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kenes. It's, it's it's quite hard because you can't see you know Miller or Worms to get in the chop, and maybe Van Skip, I guess, if 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 City starts nosediving. But maybe no one gets sacked this season. That would be great. That would be a novel thing. Well, that, that doesn't answer the question, though. We've got to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I, I just put John on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're not dodging it that easily. Um, yeah, JVS. 
Get, well, they, they've got some big expectations there. They're, they're playing I, well. I, but I, I they, have to yeah. say, I think they've met them so far. I think they're I, going on. They're, they're over JVS, I really expect to have gone by Christmas, and I can see no reason to sack him now. They've only had fair. one loss. Yeah. They're still I wouldn't, wouldn't up there. They're put one him win away from crosshairs at all. Um, I can't. Uh, it's, it's kind mm. of hard to, to judge. And Tony Wamsley is doing what is expected of him. And. What about what was the coach beforehand? My, my, my mind's blank. Um, Phil Moss. Phil Moss. So Phil Moss. If Phil Moss had these results last season, gone. Mm. He'd be gone, right? He, well, he was gone. But Wamsley is staying. And You're I kind think, of forgetting that at the start of football that Phil Moss was playing there. Cool. Yeah, I mean, not only were they losing, they were losing badly. But we had people and saying that the Mariners yeah. are worse than an are as bad as an NPL club a couple of weeks ago. No, but. In terms of results, they're not doing well at all. In terms of attacking uh, enjoyable football to watch, they are offering something in that respect, and that's specifically what he's been told to do. So, mm. that so that's your remit. That's what's keeping him his job. And they have tweaked it in the last couple of weeks where mm. they're looking slightly more um, impressive in defence. Uh, obviously not quite enough because they still get beaten 3-1. Yeah. But they are trying to tighten up that uh, that back line slightly. Phil Moss also had a, a lot better squad to work with in yeah. terms of depth. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's been run on an absolute shoestring, and the chairman's got absolutely no expectations of anything greater than um, wooden spoon, to be honest. And therefore, he's told Wormsley go out and at least you know make it an entertaining season, if not successful. Hmm. I think I think it was the Daily Telegraph. Um, Start of January with the um, article about the spend of each, the cap, the cap spend of each club, and mm. I think the Mariners were. I think Victory was top, and the Mariners were half Victory. So. No, City I think was top overall uh, with the Marquees, uh, yep. and I think Mariners were two clear two million behind Melbourne City, which in you know is fifty literally fifty percent mm. of. Uh, yeah, they were well bottomed by quite a while. City's but that's budget. a salary cap. Less than what? Yeah, the, that's the, it. Yeah, which I mean, <laughs> an entire squad less. Yeah. Uh, so you know that's how far off the pace they are. Mm. And given that, you got to say what 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 can you expect from yeah. them? Mm. The question is whether or not that's a viable uh, business plan to carry on. To get, yeah, I don't know. Like I inter- I interviewed Tony Wamsley at the beginning of the season, and he had aspirations for top six. He's so always, they're always going to say that, though. Yeah, they're always going to say yeah, that. Yeah, but you if you, I don't know. I, I just think he's he's got a free pass this season because he's sold it well. Yeah. So. Mm. Um, that, that, well, that kind of brings us to another topic that I kind of wanted to touch on um, this season or this week with um, the news of Phoenix extension uh, yeah. coming out that hasn't been confirmed yet. The non-extension. Um, <laughs> South, there's been a, a couple of interesting stories come out about South Melbourne, about uh, ramping up their um, aspirations of, uh, of an A-League club. Um, we've kind of touched on it before, but the, and, and Kev, you touched on it with with your opening um, statement as well about the the lack of a relegation. That do we do we think that expansion is the is, is the only way to go now, and and we need to just knock the knock the this relegation promotion on the head. Well, funnily enough, we're going to have a big feature on this in the issue next next one after next. Yeah. Uh, on the whole expansion and promotion and relegation thing I sort of uh, been talking to Con about this uh, previously and I, I think that we do need promotion and relegation without a doubt but we can't run before we walk we've got to get the A-League up stable and expanded uh, to its max before we start relegating and we're not there yet mm. uh, and if you look back in history you know even in the UK, when they set up the Football League in the first place, they only had one league to begin with. Uh, they very quickly had a second league because there was no other codes, that it was the early days of all organised sport, national sport. Uh, but it then took a long time before they had a third division. Uh, and so, you know, these things just shouldn't happen overnight. And people are wanting, oh, we've got to have the promotion yeah. relegation straight away. We've got to have it yeah. now. We've got to have it now. Yeah. 
it will come, but we have to get there, and we do need it, and it is something that is vital to the future of football. But we can't expect to get there immediately. And I think the first thing is get the A League up and running. I would bring in some of the personal. I would bring in some of the the old ex NSL uh, current NPL sides. Uh, move them up. South Melbourne is a no-brainer for me, yeah. uh, without a doubt. Uh, and we can see about maybe doing something similar in Sydney as well with one of the the former clubs. Um, but I think South Melbourne are the front runner because they've been making it clear that you know they have a business plan, they want to be part of it, and they have a loyal following and their own stadium already where it would fit in nicely. Uh, and I think the, the problem in Sydney is there's quite a lot of teams there that have been quite vociferous about not wanting to be part of the A-League mm. and just angry about being excluded from it without ever trying to embrace the idea of getting into it. Mm. Uh, and that's not helped their cause at all. Once we're up to running, then we can start uh, a second tier uh, with uh, a national uh, feeling to it. Uh, keep that running in tandem. And then once everybody's stable, then we can start doing one down, one up after playoffs if they can meet the, the set criteria needed. And, you know, we can raise the bar quite high for clubs getting into the elite. Yeah, to ensure that it, it Cause keeps no, a nobody certain wants level. to see franchise holders who've invested a whole load of money mm. uh, lose their business mm. overnight uh, if unless they've been really badly managed. I think it's mm. going to be a real interesting ride to see how we get there because we still haven't figured out what how to structure our 10 teams if we should have you know what kind of ownership model should we have um we've talked about community clubs the wanderers are kind of like a community club but not really because it's still only four or five people that own it so i think it's going to take a while to figure out how we should set up our ownership structures and how the team should be set up um that's going to take a while to figure out how many teams we should have, what areas we, we should we go to. It's just going to... There's a lot of things to mm. work out to yeah. get to that level where you're talking about. Um, and then also, will the owners allow promotion and, and relegation? Because um, they're going to be the ones that ultimately vote on that, right? Aren't they the ones that will have the major say? And could there be breakaways? And there's all this sort of... Because, um, you know, it's generally whenever there's change coming through, there's a lot of opposition from the, the people that mm. have the most to lose. so Yeah, I mean, they, they've obviously got a financial stake in it. Um, I'm not sure if they would get the chance to veto it, though, to be honest. I think if it was a, a board decision, an FFA mm. board decision, then they would take guidance from the owners but not necessarily be able to veto it. Mm. Do we have a high enough profile comedian like Will Ferrell to take over uh, so <laughs> a, 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 a new A-League franchise? Santa Chalara could take over... Yeah, one of the clubs, I reckon. Maybe Nick Giannopoulos from Wogboy could um, <laughs> take over North, South Melbourne. Jim Jeffries. Um, um, well, Jim Jeffries is a Perth Glory fan, so ah, I know that second Perth team. Really? Jim Jeffries. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, right, I can see Con itching to to talk about this <laughs> next game. Um, so, uh, in true four four two FM uh, style. John, what did you think about the uh, the Sydney Derby? <laughs> I think the Wanderers were robbed. Robbed. Uh, I think Sydney were very lucky. Uh, rode their luck uh, big time, and uh, no, it was a fantastic, fantastic Derby. Um, but yeah, I think there was a little bit of luck from the sky blue side of, of Sydney. But that's that's how derbies go. It wasn't wasn't much in it between the two teams. Record crowd at Parramatta. Um, Con, you were there. I was there. You were there. So, 19,627. And um, I must say, we're very well behaved. There was no... I've been to I think it was my third or fourth um, derby, and there was... The 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 police presence was not as big as as other games. That surprised okay. me. Um, I didn't uh, feel any danger or anything like that. There was one incident when I got off the train... Um, that the cove lit a flare in Parramatta Station. So that was um, a bit of shenanigans that brought a lot of uh, riot police running mm. to um, to that area. So, um, yeah, so that was a bit of an uh, interesting start. But um, uh, with regards to the game, I think Sydney deserved everything. Um, the, the Wanderers didn't take their chances. Most of their shots, they shot straight at the keeper. Um 
Sydney FC uh, uh, played to their strengths and uh, Sydney Sky Blue. And it <laughs> remains like that for a while, I think. That, is that the sixth derby they haven't won a game, yep. the Wanderers? It is. Um, resilience was the word, um, the, the buzzword that came out after the, after this in, in the press conference. Um, would you agree with that, Kev, from, from Sydney? FC. Uh, is resilience the same as hanging on for grim death? <laughs> <laughs> That's a nicer spin on it. <laughs> um, That's a bit harsh. Yeah, it probably is a bit harsh. I just thought it was great, Derby. Uh, mm. It was good entertainment, passion on the on the field and off, uh, and a late winner to break hearts and uh, send uh, others into jubilant celebrations. Uh, I thought it had it all. It was great. Enjoyed it, and uh, you know. From your notes as well, I agree very much. Matt German had an absolutely astonishingly mm. good game. Yeah, uh, he's really stepped up. And the thing about that game is, from Sydney's point of view, they looked like they were never going to score from open play. Mm. While the Wanderers just kept on making inroads, and they just couldn't finish their chances. And uh, I think that's that could be a problem for Sydney. But um, what about the Wanderers' goal? Mm. Uh, that was just a piece of beauty, a uh, piece of art, I think. And um, I'm really surprised Sydney with Sydney's both of their goals. It just came out of nowhere. Um, well, so, the, the first goal, they were being hammered by yeah. by Wanderers, like wave after wave of Wanderers attack, and they were uh, and they were dealing with them well. Um, as you said, um, Fred Ranjetovic had to make a, a few few good saves, but you know they, they weren't world-class saves that kept him in the game no. yeah, obviously they kept him in the game but um, but yeah and then and then a, a header that was poorly defended and Fatty was strong enough to, to you know to nod it in and I think Nikolai Topol Stanley both those instances he was holding on to Fatty but yeah. Fatty just proved he was He's stronger so much stronger and the second one as well he was the one that gave the foul away that um, that, could, that was responsible for the yeah. free kick and uh, so I think just a couple, um, a couple of those instances, that's how fine the margins are in a derby. Mm. A couple of mistakes and yeah. you, you, you suffer the penalty. And um, what, what else was a great part of that game too? I interviewed Scott Jamison uh, before the game and he was saying that he doesn't really remember anything from his time at CDFC. Mm. And uh, this, the club was unstable. He still got a lot of friends there. Um, that's what he said to me. But... When he was playing, he was making a lot of inroads down the left, um, and the Sydney FC fans were just giving it to him. There was two or three <laughs> corners that he um, he would take and just didn't look at the at the away cove, just you know put the ball down. But the third time, he had a bit of a wry smile and then patted the Wanderers badge, <laughs> and that just made everyone go mental. Up. So <laughs> that was so and great. Jim is the king of wind-ups. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. He is just the so quality. He, he, didn't, he waited for a couple of, you know, <laughs> just did his job. Because he was, he was coming through. He was, um, there was a couple of instances he was through in the box and um, cut it back, but nothing eventuated. But the third time was just gold and... Uh, that was that, that's why I love the derby. I'm gonna have to disappear, but I know we're coming up to it later on. Before I go, Holly Ruse, I just don't think we're very good. Mm. Bottom line, really, really disappointing. Very poor passing, and um, just generally not very good. And we need to really raise our game a lot if we've got any hope whatsoever of trying to uh, get anywhere in world football at that level that's just shocking it's a terrible game both of them I've got to go see you see well, um, well, uh, John I just wanted to kind of bring it back on to Com um, mentioned the Vidasic goal that was, I was I was watching the game on TV and and I could have watched that goal you know a hundred times and even Andy even Andy Harper that was calling the game was saying this is brilliant A-League TV um, oh yeah that replay the, the replay. replay that was amazing like, that's the kind of quality that Vidasic is adding to this league, really, isn't it? Oh, definitely, yeah. He's, he's really coming into his own now, and you can see sort of the combinations with the midfield, uh, with Nichols, excuse me, and um, the, the Spaniard there are really um, paying dividends. And mm. The Wanderers just play a much 
more attractive style of football to the eye now than they did, you know, in their first um, two seasons where they were really successful. So it's um it's great to see this sort of free flowing um, sort of game that they play now. Yeah, very good. Let's well, go we've, got to, to... we've got to say, what about that finish from Smeltz? He sh- he shaves the beard and he's back to his best. Yeah. <laughs> But, and, but, and, and it came from a, a Matt Yerman header as well. You know that there was three players around mm. him, and he showed the most desire to get that ball, yeah. nodded it down for for Schmelz, and you know, and it was it was a fantastic finish, and um, and good to see because yeah, actually, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because we've been pretty harsh on yeah. on Schmelz this this season, and uh, and it shows that you know he, he is a quality quality finisher. Um, you know, if, if you give him a sniff around the box, you know that's what he can do. So, um, uh, so yeah, give him give him a bit of credit for, for scoring a, a vital winner, and I'm sure the Sydney FC fans will be uh, a lot more um, impressed with his performances oh, that's, this year. That's after, another after that. season. Yeah, that's worth another season. <laughs> another sure. season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. The, the late game on Saturday was Perth City, um, and we, you know we were speaking about JVS um, and potentially some underperforming that that he's. Um, uh, he, he can maybe be accused of it. This has got to be one of those games where um, you know they were they, they should have won this. They they were they were went up in both uh, for both goals and uh, and just couldn't and just couldn't hold on. It, it, was it was it a, a minor slip up? Do you think or is this does this show some of the frailties of that that squad? Well, I'd like to see what their stats are against the bottom teams like Wellington, Newcastle, Perth, and Central Coast because. I think they play well against the top teams, but the bottom teams. I'd, I'd like to see the stats. Maybe yeah. I'm just talking out of my ass. Yeah. But um, yeah, just sometimes they don't perform when they should. Um, they should be. So, but Perth, it's still pretty hard to go to Perth, uh, um, and get a result. You know, you've got the travel and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe everyone's uh, gushing over Melbourne City's play and their foreign imports and that mm. um, maybe we should not be as excited because it's, it's, they're still inconsistent uh, their um, non-foreign imports uh, the, the man that, that is on the, the tip of everyone's lips Aaron Moy um, his, uh, his assist for the, for, the, for the first goal was um, John was that, was that a lucky hit and hope or is that kind of world class yeah, it's hard to it's hard to know, but he just sort of he whipped that in, and um, I think it was uh, I liked uh, Eric Pardalou's celebration because he he wasn't tracked through, yeah. but he kind of mishit it, but it just sort of snuck in, and he just sort of strolled away yeah. nonchalantly. He's like nothing to see here, uh, yeah. But um, yeah, I think that the second goal was 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 pretty classy from from Moy, mm. and um, they never really looked like they were going to lose the game. Um, particularly going ahead, they, they look quite comfortable. But um, full credit to, to Perth, who, who really have improved um, in recent weeks, and um, and Castro seems to be um, really hitting hitting some form as well. Yeah, uh, th- that free kick. Oh, that was one of the best free kicks in the A League, I reckon. Sorensen just didn't know what was going on. He, just, he was shocked. Unstoppable that. It's what, it, from a from a seasoned um, pro like Sorensen, I think he just kind of looked at what just happened and went, "Yeah, there, there's nothing I could have done with that." You've just got to sit back and go, "Yeah, that was that was a unbelievable free kick." I reckon uh, Sorensen was playing Simon Says. Simon Says, stand still. <laughs> um, but going back to that uh, cross from Moy, what was that? That was so weird. That was like a spontaneous. Yeah. Let's just crack this with my left foot. And see what happens. It's and it's of, the it, perfect pass. He kind of hooked it, like from uh, yeah. Is he is he a genius? It's just it's a fine line. Um, only he will know, I'm sure. Um, but yeah. Um, so Corrin and uh, and and Williams left, leaving Melbourne City. Well, where, where are we up to on that? Will they pay Corrin out? I think, I think, I think they're Corrin have wouldn't to. leave without getting paid out, right? You don't just yeah. So he's he's got to be Corrin's got to be one of the worst sort of marquee signings in the history of the A League. I think you know for two seasons coming in from he was playing in the Premier League. I think when he with Hull when he when he left when he arrived. Sorry, um, his last club, but he's just been disappointing from day one. When he first signed, and and it was this big big signing from the Premier League, Robert Corrin. 
I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> No idea that he that he was that he was kicking around the Premier League. He must not have played many games because it made zero impact on me. Um, maybe. Well, there's Hull. I'm surprised you... you're not a Slovenian, a fan of Slovenian football. <laughs> Can you name any other players from Hull in the last five or ten years that have dominated headlines? It's a very good point. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, but and also um, moving swiftly on, um, we uh, Fernandez from Perth. Has, uh, has gone as well been uh, been released uh, so potentially there is some activity um, still to come for, for City and Perth over the next uh, over the next few weeks of January well they've obviously got uh, Caceres in from, from the Mariners yep. um, and yeah maybe maybe there's, there's another player to come in there but I don't I don't think either of those players are particularly a big loss for, for Melbourne City really no. and, and Caceres coming in is that because Moyes leaving because aren't they the well, same position? I think I think that's the that's the speculation. Um, yeah. Hmm. We will see. Sunday afternoon game, Newcastle Jets. They scored a goal. Hey! They bloody <laughs> scored a goal. Um, they beat the Phoenix three-one. Um, what I liked about that, the, the, the pen for their first goal, was they actually scored, and it got pulled back. And I, and 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 I just thought, Jesus, if he misses this pen, like this... the club would have folded there and then. <laughs> yeah, it would have just been. All right, all right, we're giving up. We're... Yeah, we're... everyone, <laughs> we're going all home. I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. <laughs> um, and the keeper and, and keeper got a hand to it as well. And I was like, oh no, he's got to go in. Um, yeah, thankfully it did, and um, and it finally started raining some goals after a long drought um, for the Jets. Um, Kitto. You know, we mentioned him last mm. uh, uh, last week, and uh, and he got kind of rave reviews from uh, from Miller after the game in the uh, in the presser, uh, saying that he's he's progressing really well, yeah. and uh, and he was really impressed by by that performance as well. I think that was his. Better, he played him in his posi- in his preferred position as yeah. well. So, what do you think, John? Is, is that are they going to climb up the the ladder now? Wow. It's hard to know if it's going to be a climb of the ladder, but it was a much-needed, um, well, much-needed goal, firstly. And yeah. Obviously, a much-needed win. Um, you could see, particularly, I think, after the, the Carney goal, um, the celebrations, there were, you know, there was a lot of emotion there. So, um, I think I think they still need to, obviously, some, some bring in some, some more recruits. Um, they've signed a, an Oli Rue and Steven Yukakovic, yeah. who should steady up the, the midfield. So, mm. um yeah, I mean, obviously they were after Devontae Clute as well. That would have been a great signing, but um, mm. yeah, we'll we'll see what happens in terms of the the transfer front. Well, I, I mentioned that how um, the, the pod has called um, a few, but last week we we said to, to Miller that he, he has to change something, uh, and he did. He, he went he went four four f in two, and, um, <laughs> and, and put and put Carney in there as a second striker, and, and it worked. It, it really did work, you know. He's, and um, he, he was actually—I'm uh, not sure if uh, if you've seen the the, the presser afterwards. Um, he, Miller actually comes across a little bit. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure if he's if he's maybe taken some stick from the from the local press up there. But um, but yeah, he was he, he was actually quite um, a little bit arsy with um, with some of the questions on there. He came across. He, he didn't come across his kind of. Um, dynamic and, and, and quite relaxed self. It came across quite arrogant and, and almost a little bit kind of stubborn. Like didn't want to be there, but um, but was you know I'll I'll kind of show you, um, which was which was a bit surprising from from him um, to, to to get that from him. So I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what what that can, what's reading into that. Wow. There. But he would have got a lot of stick over those five games that they didn't I, score. I, yeah, I'm sure. And um. Because everyone was saying you got to change something, you've got to change something, and he was stubbornly sticking with the same players and the same formation. Mm. So maybe Phil he would have probably got sick of. He <laughs> <laughs> probably would have got sick of all those questions of um, the media saying, "Why didn't you change anything? Why did you wait till now?" Probably. Mm. So the Knicks, John, they they desperately missed uh, their forward. Um, power there. Um, Ernie Merrick came out and, and tagged Krishna as the as the man that he, that he was. That they were most missing, but but you know without without Sarpong in there as well, and um, Bonavacci just kind of 
looked like there just wasn't enough options in front of him when he got the ball. Yeah, the the, the arse really seems to fall out of Wellington in, in recent weeks. I thought that would have been challenging for a top six um, a top six spot, and um, you know, sort of continuing on from from last season where they, they did quite well. I mean, they're they're seventh at the moment, so mm. it's still quite possible. But they're four points below Adelaide, and then look at the form that Adelaide are in, and and you know, victory are above Adelaide. So I think um, I can't really see them. Doing much, um, particularly with that injuries, the injuries they've got, they just uh, things don't seem to be working there at the moment. Can, any transfers there? Can they, do they need to bring in someone? Can they bring in someone? Are they just as a as a forward, you know, injury replacement? So actually, because in that game, and, and Ernie came out, he was sixty-seven percent possession um, in the game, twenty shots um, on goal. Jets Jets had ten. And scored three, like twenty shots on goal, and they, and that, I think they, I think four were on target, um, and they scored one goal. Which just to say they're producing, they're creating all these chances. That they, they desperately need someone in there to finish them off. I agree. Uh, I don't think he brought in a stri- He brought in um, Blake Powell, but he's you know still learning. He's still young, and he's from the NPL. You don't expect him to um, dominate the A League, but I think. Mm. Krishna and Sap is it Sapong or Sarong Sapong? Um, they're not really. <laughs> they're not really. They're not really. Uh... That, that, that's um, that's a reference to my poor notes. <laughs> um, I, I, I've missed the P out of my uh, out of my running order. If um, I just says Sarong, <laughs> um, let's call him Sarong. Um, yeah, they're not really strikers, right? So that's why. Mm. They, if and if you're not really a striker, you're going to need more shots to. Before you score a goal, so yeah, yeah. true, true, very good. Uh, okay, well that's uh, after that round of A League, we've got Brisbane Raw still at the top of the table despite a uh, uh, being on the receiving end of a four nil spanking. Uh, Wanderers again also lost, but still, um, but still remain in second. Sydney jump up over City um, into third. Um, so there's only one point between, uh, separating that top three. City, Victory, Adelaide make up that top six. And as we, as we just mentioned, then Phoenix and Jets, uh, seven, eight, Perth Glory and Mariners on nine, uh, nine and ten. Um, one thing that Miller came out that I, I actually didn't um, appreciate and, uh, and, and, and now looking at the table, you can see it. They're actually only four points behind um, Adelaide in six. And to say that they've gone on a very poor run of games, that's probably testament to their their impressive start. Um, but they're, they're not too far behind. You know, if, well, if, if they it, can use this game to, as a stepping stepping stone and, and actually go on from here. Well, that's the thing with the A League. If you win two games in a row, then you know if you're out of the top six and you're near the top six, if you're in the in the top six, then you could you know you're heading towards the top two. So mm. uh, that's the thing about the A League, right? You can still play crap for five games and then just. Do yeah. well on the next two, and you're still uh, in contention. Mm. I bet. I bet Arsenal and Spurs are very jealous of, uh, of how easy it is to uh, to have dips in forms in the form. Um, all right, Ollie Roos, John, we'll come straight to, straight to you, mate. Um, I, I assume you've um, you've not managed to, to sneak in a trip over to Qatar for this um, for this little tournament. No, unfortunately, the um, the four four two budget hasn't, hasn't stretched <laughs> that far. Um, but I, I, I did. I missed. The- um, I missed the first game. Obviously, uh, read about it and heard the result, which was mm. which was not good. But um, watched the second game, and yeah, I mean, we were obviously a class above the, the Vietnamese team. We, we really should have won that game, probably four or five nil. Um, but you know, the, they got the win that was needed, uh, and there were some some encouraging performances, particularly by I think Thomas Deng, um, mm. Andrew Hill looked quite good as well. Um, you know, smart finish to to set up McLaren. Uh, for his goal, um, so yeah, all to play for in this third game against Jordan. I mean, um, obviously, if we went out at this stage, it would be a massive disaster. Yeah, and you would think heads would would roll. Uh, so Kev obviously mentioned they just really doesn't think that we're <laughs> that we're good enough. That's his words. Yeah. Um, well, we're not, and <clears throat> this is this is you watch all our national youth teams and. We um, we struggled in open play, and we struggle against um, when we're playing against Asian opposition. So when we're playing against uh, teams like UAE, they slow the game down. Mm. Um, when I, I spoke to Amini before um, this game, and he, and he was saying, you know, it's, it was a typical game against an, an Arab team where they slow the game down, they kick it long, they fight for the second ball, but we just struggle, mm. and 
Um, I don't know if Vidmar's picking the right players. Uh, for the first game, he had um, Gwalaf... Gwalaf... I can't say his name. You yeah. probably can say Gwalaf, it. Gwalafioko. Oh, yeah, and he's right. hardly played at all. I don't think he's played any games mm. for the Melbourne Victory. Two games. Yeah, he's Two played games a couple. And you've got yeah. Deng, who's at least playing some games. So you could see when he came in, the defence was much stronger. Yeah. Um, Brandon O'Neill, I don't know why he didn't start him from the beginning. I know he had Yukakovic, but I think Yukakovic hasn't been playing much... Mm. Um, with his Croatian team. So um, there were some other other odd decisions about um, uh, players that he picked. So, uh, And also the, another thing that was, that was um, a big factor was there was a bug that hit the team beforehand. So you had Amini and um, Stefan Malk and, and Tonus not training with the team. Right. Um, so that, uh, Maybe that's why they didn't play the first game. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly why they didn't play. And yeah. Um, also, if you take out um, players like Economides and Brad Smith and De Silva, they're three big key players. Mm. And with our teams, our national youth teams, we generally have, we don't have a big pool. So once the three, if you take three or four of your best players out, the drop to the next level is yeah. is pretty significant. So, mm. and we've struggled with Oli Roos because the European teams don't let us pick our best players. It's not. FIFA sanctioned. So, um, I don't know. It's really frustrating because, you know, the Oli Roos traditionally have been a big thing in, in Australian football. We've done well at, at Olympics, but yeah. the last three or four times, it's just not been that impressive. So, I think, I, th- I, I, I agree with you what, you what you say, Con, in terms of the depth. Um, obviously, we would prefer to have those players, you know, your Brad Smiths and the like there, but I think this this pool is quite deep in terms of the talent, and I think it's good enough to qualify for the Olympics. But but you're right. I mean, we haven't played in the last um, what since uh, Beijing. Yeah, so it's mm. um, you know quite a quite a drought, and um, we really need to to get to this Olympics. I think. And you know, it's, it's not out of the question. Jordan, um, no, they, they beat Vietnam pretty comfortably, but. But but no uh, no less than than what the um, the Oli Roos did um, over the weekend. So um, it, they, they drew against UAE. So so really now it, there's no choice. Really, we have to beat Jordan in, in this last game on Thursday. And because uh, you were kind of you assume that the UAE are going to beat Vietnam, um, that would put us second spot on the ladder, and we will play play the winner of either Iraq or Korea Republic. So. You know, either game isn't going to be easy. So even right. if you finish top of the league or second, it doesn't really make a difference. You're going to play either one of those two yeah. teams. And you'd presume you presume Jordan will probably play a similar style to the UAE and, and sit back and try yeah. and hit us on the counter. Yeah. Um, you know that that's what you would think that they'll try and play. So it'll be, I guess, interesting to see how that how that unfolds. Obviously, there's a bit of pressure on the team, but. Um, they'll have you know some confidence after that Vietnam game. Um, mm. It just seems to be sort of finishing that we're really um, lacking. You know, we had a lot of chances in the UAE game, a lot of chances in the Vietnam game, but only could score two. So, and we, be, um, we haven't scored a goal from open play. So, and um, like Borello wasn't starting in the first game, um, and I don't. That was an odd choice. He had kind of pain. And I don't think Connor Payne's been playing regularly no, compared to Borello. Much, no. So just odd choices. Um, and that, that's another thing a lot with our Oli Roos. You can understand the young soccer Roos not playing regularly, but to have a team like the Oli Roos and players not playing regularly for their clubs, what does that say about are they not good enough to be playing regularly? Are coaches not picking them? I don't know. It's just it's an odd... It's a situation that raises a lot of questions. I think, yeah, I think, I think you get that at all at all international levels, whether it be Socceroos, young Socceroos, Oli Roos, that you get the, the instances where you will have players who aren't playing regularly. But um, look, I think the pressure's on Aurelio Vidmar. I mean, if we don't get to out of the group, he's, he's definitely gone. Oh yeah, uh, I just can't yeah. see how he would be contained. You know, two two failures to qualify. Mm. Very good. Well, that, that, I think that brings us to the end here now. So, um, uh, as we mentioned there, Thursday um, is the game uh, against Jordan. Um, 
and which will be played at the same time as UAE versus versus Vietnam. Must win game for the Oli Roos. Um, this week of football, we've got uh, it's an extended. Um, weekend of the A-League Friday night kicks off Brisbane versus Adelaide um, up at Suncorp then Saturday Mariners will host Western Sydney Wanderers Newcastle Jets play Perth Glory on Sunday Uh, Melbourne City will play um, Wellington Phoenix on Monday evening and Australia Day Big Blue uh, Melbourne Victory versus Sydney so that gives gives both teams a a decent break between that so gives time time for players to recover and um, and hopefully that will be a, a good game. Well, the Sydney FC uh, boys uh, team will be taking, I think, till Wednesday or Thursday off. Okay. Um, because of the game being played on Tuesday, so they, they get a <laughs> they get a, a reward from Graham Arnold. So um, yeah, I can't I, I can't wait for that big blue. Um, and if Sydney FC win that game, that could be top of the league. And a few weeks back that didn't seem like a possibility mm. so a real sick point getting, getting down Amy Park oh uh, no no it's, I'll be there in spirit though <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good boys uh, thanks for um, coming in and logging on John um, Con thanks for coming in no worries thank you for having me again John speak to you next week buddy thank you thanks uh, see you later guys see ya John I've been your host Adam Jackson and we will speak to you again next week have a good week bye